In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This week, we are keeping the Feast of the Transfiguration. And this feast brings us a double message. The one of the greatness and divine holiness of Christ, the Son of Man become the Son, being the Son of God, and also about the created world to which we belong. The one is shown with particular clarity and intensity in an icon by Rublov, in which we see Christ shining with divine glory. But there are two things which we must notice. The one is that it is not only his divine body that shines, but his clothes, everything which is attached to him. Because whatever he touches, whatever he communes to, is filled with grace and the divine spirit. But also, the moment when this resplendence divine appears to the eyes of the disciples. He was speaking to Moses and Isaiah about his coming passion. It was the decisive turning point at which he chose to die for the salvation of the world. It was a moment when divine love resplends through his body, which is brought as an offering to God for the salvation of all. And this we must remember because there is a phrase of St. John Chrysostom or St. Basil the Great, I can't say for sure, in which he says, anyone can rule, only a king can give his life for his people. And Christ, the king of the world, gives his life for us. And because at that moment, the final decision is revealed, not taken, it was taken at the first moment, but revealed, he shines with all the glory of his divinity, or the glory of victory and the resurrection. There is, however, another icon less frequently seen by Theophan the Greek, which represents the same scene. But the resplendence is less. But there is something which strikes me particularly. From the hands, the face, the whole body of Christ, rays of light fall on everything around him. And they, are, they do not only penetrate things and make them pure and holy. From the depths, the very core of all things created, the same light springs up and shines. He awakens in all things around him 
the presence of that spirit who from the first day of creation has been breathing and building, making the created world. And we see then not only the glory of love divine, not only the glory revealed in his body, but we see that the whole created world can respond to the love divine, receive it, and shines back with holiness and purity. If we think of these two things, we can realize how we should treat the created world in which we live. How holy, potentially holy, and at times actually holy it is. All things which we treat with such indifference, at times polluting them, destroying them, are capable of receiving the Holy Spirit being pervaded by love divine, shining back in response to this love. And if we only could look at one another and see that in us, but also in all the created world around us, in every object, how worshipfully, devoutly, we would treat the things which otherwise we cast aside, we tread on foot, we count for nothing. Let us give thought to that and turn to ecology, of which one speaks so much, not only as part of natural science or of a way of behaving to the created world in a manner that will be advantageous to us, but worshipfully. It is part of our worship of God. Amen.